Let's talk to our buddy Tim Kelly, who does a heck of a job writing about uh, uh, about the fills for Radio.com. What what exact? I, I I am lost for words here. Where can people find what you write, Timmy? Well, I do more national stuff for Radio.com, but then Phillies Nation is where people can find right. it. And then I also have the Locked On Phillies podcast, which is daily during the season. And just had a great interview with Keith Wall today. All right, JT Realmuto, uh, you made headlines today. The Phils are considering letting him go to free agency. Uh, it's dangerous. Number one, he's the best overall catcher in the game. Uh, you've got a team, you know, 100 miles to the north that's about to be sold, and a new owner might want to make a splash, a new owner with a lot of money. And, you know, what better to, to make a splash than to take away your, you know, division rivals, maybe best all-around player? You know, why is John Middleton taking this stance with Real Muto? Well, I should say first, Todd Zalecki broke that story, yeah. and then I, I wrote about it afterwards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it was talked about a ton today. And uh, from what I gathered listening to Matt Klintak last week, the Phillies still want JT Real Muto very much, but do they have more leverage economically than maybe they did six months ago? Probably because there's probably maybe one or two less teams that are really going to go all in for a catcher that's going to be 30 next season, even if he is the best catcher in the sport right now. So I think the Phillies still want him, but I also don't believe that they're going to bid against themselves, and I think they're trying to strike that balance. And truth be told, if they allow him to test free agency, my gut feeling is still he ends up back in Philadelphia. But you, you hit the nail on the head. If it's not the Phillies, and if it, all it takes is one team, it could be the Mets, it could be the Nationals. I, I mean, that would be a disastrous situation optics-wise if things got to that point. Yeah, there are several teams that are going to come out of this particular situation with money. Big money. The Boston Red Sox are saving millions by not having to pitch in for David Price. This David Price opting out of the Dodgers helps the Red Sox out who were on the hook for some of that money this year. So you've got Boston who doesn't really have uh, – you know, they got uh, Vasquez. Uh, Real Muto I think would be a, a step up from Vasquez. But the team that really concerns me uh, are the Mets because – if if Steve Cohen buys that team, he will automatically become the richest owner in Major League Baseball. That's that's how much loot this guy has. And what better way to make a splash with the Met fan base that has been disappointed for so many years than to take away the catcher of probably their arch rival team? Yeah, well, I, I think Phillies fans should actually probably be hoping that Joshua Harris's group is able to successfully purchase that team. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, that's probably the best thing that could happen. Oh, yes, for all the reasons uh, listed here. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, who's your pick for – I think it's Jay Bruce, but who's really your pick to get the, uh, the bulk of the DH at bats? Well, Matt Klintak and Joe Girardi have said probably Jay Bruce gets the first crack but it's not going to be a spot where you have one true DH. And the, the Phillies are – it's almost unfair to National League teams that didn't get a chance to prepare this offseason for the reality of having a DH this season. But the Phillies were actually in a really good situation. That's the only spot where they really have a surplus. So you have Jay Bruce. You can give off days to 
JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, Andrew McCutcheon, Bryce Harper, and have them DH and stay in the lineup. And then you also have Alec Bohm, who there's questions about him potentially sticking defensively. I think he is a middle-of-the-order bat, though, and he's someone that whenever he is ultimately on the major league roster, automatically comes into play for that position in my mind. I think Girardi's the perfect guy to balance the at-bats and, and keep everybody fresh by using the DH, which is what he did so well with the Yankees, uh, was use guys just enough days and, you know, the you either give them an off day or you put them in the DH slot in a 60-game season. You know, off days are going to be few and far between because these games are all going to be so important to him uh, that I think Girardi will be the perfect guy uh, to know when to press that button, when to know when a guy needs a blow, and especially against a tough left-handed pitcher, you can put Bruce on the bench or in the outfield if you wanted to, you know, give him a cut in a day, uh, depending on, on the matchups. Uh, but Girardi's the perfect guy with all the experience he had in the American League. Right, and, and the even bigger note on that is that Joe Girardi caught in the major leagues for a decade and a half. So, I mean, Gabe Kapler had a nice major league career, but he was not a catcher. Joe Girardi was a catcher, so I think he can better articulate to JT Real Muto why, hey, man, you probably can't catch 60 games and hold up this season. But, and I know JT Real Muto prefers to maybe go to first base as opposed to DH, but Joe Girardi has credibility on saying, I think it's best for managing your workload this season and long term if you DH five times this season. And I, I think that that's credibility that uh, is probably going to land pretty well with JT Real Muto. And I really, from watching Alec Bohm in spring training back in Clearwater, I, if you're going to sit Reese, I would put Bohm at first base because he, he was a little bit of a butcher over at third base. I'm pretty confident that with 30, with 30 guys on the roster two weeks from tonight, that Bohm will be one of those 30. Who knows when they start cutting down to 28 or 26, we'll see who gets hot. Uh, but for purposes of, uh, of giving Reese Hoskins a blow, I, I, I think that Bohm will be the next man up. My thought on that is Reese Hoskins of the Phillies uh, is probably the best geared to be a DH, uh, to, to put it nicely, defensively. But they, they're probably more concerned with getting Andrew McCutcheon, JT Real Muto, and Bryce Harper off their feet, so to speak, and having them DH. And you have Jay Bruce in the fold. So uh, I, I don't think you'll see Reese Hoskins there a ton. Even if, to me, Reese Hoskins has always been a guy that's a DH in, a, in, a national, in the National League. So now that is an option both in the short and long term. I don't know how much you're going to see him there this season, though. How do you like the team's chances uh, in this short season with the Braves having been hit hard with COVID, with Freeman and Marcakis is out, the Nationals, Zimmerman's out. They've, they've got guys that are not going to be there. Syndergaard, Tommy John with the Mets. Uh, and the Phillies more or less have stayed status quo. Uh, you know, I, I think very quietly, I think the Phils could be there, uh, you know, late in September, knocking on the door of the playoffs. Yeah, I have this weird feeling, and I feel like in a normal season, I'd say, oh, well, I need to have this backed up by something. But in this season, you throw everything out. I have this weird feeling that either this season is going to be a complete success or a total disaster, and they're probably <laughs> not going to go 30 and 30. That's kind of my gut feeling on it. As far as the teams you mentioned, I still think the Braves are one of the deepest teams in baseball, uh, just a much better overall roster than the Phillies, especially in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. 
And then the, the Mets, it feels like something always goes wrong, but they have a roster even without Syndergaard that should compete for the postseason. The Nationals were the team over the course of an 162-game season. I really thought that they would probably take a step back because you had heavy workloads for Strasburg, who's had injuries in the past, and Scherzer, who's getting up there in age. But over the course of a 60-game season, and we saw this in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. the Nationals are much better equipped probably than yeah. any other team in baseball to play in these type of games where you're, every you're night is a right. playoff environment. So, you're probably uh, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's scary. I, yeah. I'm not in favor of adding more teams to the postseason. I'm the biggest opponent of it possible. But adding more teams to the postseason, which they ultimately chose not to do this season, would have helped the Phillies. Timmy, thank you for a couple minutes, my friend. I'm up against the midnight break, as you well know. Everybody <laughs> will uh, will follow uh, what he writes, and uh, and the podcast does a, a heck of a job at Phillies Nation.